The Stage Door Show. Celebrating the independent artist. With your host, Dave Hondell. Hi everybody, welcome to The Stage Door Show. This is Dave Hondell. Our guest tonight is actor and screenwriter Cameron Calperthwaite. Uh, Cameron has been seen on the amazing uh, series American Horror Story, the thriller Pledge, as well as the popular series Shameless, and has some work about to be released, and we're excited to get into all that with them. So welcome to the show, Cameron. Hey, thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Now, now Cameron, I just want to start with this, because, you know, you play in a lot of thrillers that have an element of horror. And, you know, is this something that you grew up liking, you know, that type of thriller type movie? I'm a huge fan of the the uh, the genre, the horror genre. I love especially like the especially where it's gone, like just in, you know, I mean, I respect like my one of my favorite movies ever that I watched or rewatched during during COVID when we all got slammed with the uh the pandemic and we were forced to watch TV for hours and hours was uh, John Carpenter's the thing. Oh, okay. You know, and like Halloween and like all the old school kind of like midnight horror uh, scare fests. Um, I mean, those are some, some amazing films, but I am such a fan of where it's gone with like the Ari Aster's and the, the Robert Eggers of the world, like the witch and Midsommar and hereditary. And I think this highbrow kind of like disguising, like family dramas or addiction stories or grief or loss in these horror films almost makes them so much more digestible to an audience. And I think Ryan Murphy um, amongst, you know, a lot of other amazing creatives, but especially in the TV space, like Ryan really kind of started this like elevated horror on TV with American horror story and this anthology idea that we could, you know, tell a different story each season um, so it was such a blessing to kind of have, have, have to have been on that show. Cause I used to watch it when I was in college, Yeah, uh, when I was with my, my roommates and my friends, we would watch the show. So it was such a trip like five years later to be on it. Speaking of, you know, that anthology now it's, it's going to be coming out in more of kind of an episodic type, uh, you know, American horror stories, uh, you know, it's coming out is, is going to be told from my understanding 60 minutes, as opposed to over a series of, of episodes. Is that correct? Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the, uh, the new season, um, that, that aired, I think, like, I think they're in their fourth week now, cause I'm episode seven. My oh, okay. episode comes out on the 1st of September. Um, and they they took this black mirror approach, which is so fun because they're, they're able to tie in, you know, portions or characters or little location set pieces from their mainstay from the horror story, the, the anthology series. And also they're able to, to weave these kind of fast paced, like twisted tales that are just the simple 60 minutes. So it's this, it's like, it's such a great tangential, you know, push from the regular show and also you know they're able to tie in so much great stuff like in that first season when they brought the murder house back i was like what a great thing for the fans like it's so for the fans of american horror story who are loyal as hell i mean i feel like everybody has seen everything all the way through for sure for sure acting in a thriller like that or a horror element movie like that you know, obviously, there's a lot of things that go in after the fact, you know, like post-production, there's music, there's there's effects, you know, there's some lighting oh, yeah. changes and so forth. So when you're on the set doing your scene and it's, a, it's, a, it's a, you know, I guess a, a horror scene, 
you know, how do you know that you nailed it when all this other stuff kind of comes in after the fact? Do you guys just have a feeling that, hey, this is, I know this is going to nail it? Or, I mean, is, is that kind of how it works? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get better about not kicking myself in the head after every take. Sometimes I think, especially in the horror space, sometimes it can feel so silly because there's like, you're right, there's no, there's no monster there or there's right. no scary music that's helping you you know feel the pulse of like oh something bad's gonna happen so sometimes you feel like you're they're just like okay turn around and then scream and you're like okay and you <laughs> the best to kind of just sell that as much as you can so I, i've gotten to a place where if the director says that we got it you trust it okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah i i have to because i can drive myself absolutely nutty but yeah. then when you see the final product you're always like oh my god okay great there we go Right, right. So how did you get into acting? I mean, you know, where did you grow up first? Uh, I grew up on the East Coast um, and uh, in Delaware. Oh, okay. Um, my, mom, my mom and my dad met at the Alabama Shakespeare Festival doing theater. Actually. Oh, wow. So, okay. Sort of kind of in the family business. And my mom is a script supervisor um, and she works in New York City. And I, when I, I turned uh, 17, I think I went to New York city to do some modeling. Cause I, you know, Mark Wahlberg and like, I had heard people, you know, Channing Tatum, like people had broken in this way. And I didn't really, you know, even having my mom in a, in the business, she's, she's always showing up on set when everyone's already cast. So right, right. I had a good amount of knowledge to start off. Like I knew how hard this business was yeah, yeah. to start off, but like the actual casting process was kind of new for everyone. Yeah. I knew family included. Um, and I ended up taking these photos and my mom being a mom, you know, proud of these professional headshots <laughs> or modeling portfolio things I had done. She uh, showed them to a friend of hers on set who happened to have a sister who was an agent in Los Angeles. And uh, she liked my look and she sent me an audition to put on tape. You know, I was young, so I think it was not so much about credits so much as like, let's see what this kid can do. Right. And. I got like, I got a call back for it and I didn't, I had no, I didn't had any training. I didn't know what I was doing. I was, <laughs> it was, it was truthfully, you know, the universe was give, doing me a solid. Right. And, right. um, but the fact that I, I got good feedback, my mom's friend's sister, Ro, who's still my agent now, by the way, like 10 years later, wow. um, she was like, if you ever come out to LA, let's do this dance. And yeah. I did. Yeah. It's talking about the hard work, you know, for aspiring actors that are listening right now. I think a lot of people see you guys either on the red carpet, they see you in like, you know, interviews or, you know, trailers or whatever. And it, it seems so glamorous, right? It seems like, wow, this is something I want to do. I want to have yeah. that. But they don't understand the work that goes into it. So, I mean, even for somebody who's been in the business for a long time, this, I mean, we're, we're talking early hours. We're talking long hours. We're talking, you know, uh, hearing hearing no so much, you know, from from um, you know auditions and, you know. So talk about that hard work that goes into what you do, and you know, not you know, the next project isn't always um, you know guaranteed, right? Oh, n dude, never. I Dustin Hoffman in an interview was like, I think he, at the time of the interview was like sixty something, mid sixties. Dustin Hoffman, mid sixties. I don't know how many Oscar nominations later that is, but he was in the interview. He's like, if I got a yes every single day from here on out to the day I died, I still have more no's than yeses. Wow. So it, 
when you hear something like that, you know, I, I mean, I think that this business is for the hopeless romantics. It's for the dreamers. It is for the illogical. If you sometimes try to put this business in some quantifiable state, you drive yourself crazy because it it, it, it it doesn't make any sense. It, then it took me a little bit of time to kind of, you know, break out of this like scholastic idea where if I study for the test, I get an A because that's just not how it goes. Um, and it, it can take a minute to kind of flip your mind into, I'm going to do this because I love it. I don't really care what people think. I'm, I'm here for the long haul. When I moved out uh, to California from uh, the East Coast, my dad was like, look, I'm only going to ask you one thing before you go. Can you do anything else? Do you want to do anything else? And I was like, no, I don't. And he was like, then Godspeed. Yeah. Because if you can, I think when people say that saying, you know, if you could never think of yourself doing something else, then do it. It's just simply to not, I don't think some people are, 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 are kind of ruining people's dreams in that regard so much as they're kind of, it's a cautionary tale because the rejection, the rejection can be so hard sometimes. Yeah. So it really truthfully is just, if it's something for you and you you love it to your heart's content and i do and i love the people like i love acting yeah i love acting but i am i feel like one of the things i love the most is being on set it's the summer camp vibe where all these people come together from this from all different walks of life and all different places um in the world and we all come into this one location together to do this one thing and this is this this magnetic bubble and it's in it's so infectious it's like such a such a rush and such a drug to be there that when i lose it i feel like i'm saying goodbye to family members yeah now, you know? yeah and, right <laughs> and, and you're just itching to get back yeah um and i think that that the hard work that goes in is really you know knowing you want to do it knowing you love it and then also you know trying to be a master of your craft i'm a huge supporter of those who like no matter how long you've been doing it go to class get training work on your auditions one of my acting coaches which i love uh, uh john rosenfeld he says you don't get any extra credit for doing this by yourself right it's a, it's a team sport yeah get friends to help you get acting coaches to help you brian cranston um in his memoir was talking about how he was on uh seinfeld playing the dentist and the gaffers rigging a light and he's on the set working through, you know, the props, making sure he knows where everything is. So he looks like it's his office. He looks like he knows what he's doing. And the gaffer was like, you should um, huff the laughing gas yourself before you give it to the patient. <laughs> and Brian Cranston does it on the first take. The entire set erupts with laughter and it made it into the shell. And he goes to say that you got to be nice to everybody. You got to, you got to, it's such a collaborative art form. You never know where that idea is going to come from. And I think a lot of that hard work is kind of sh stripping that ego down, Yeah, you know, and, and, and taking all rolling with the punches and, and, and just pushing through any, any advice I would have for anyone is that just keep going. Just don't quit, man. If you, or if you are still around, <laughs> if you just haven't quit and you are still around, you will do fine. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's great advice. King. I was thinking to myself, you're on set, Talk about the first time you walked onto a set, like a major set, and you heard action for the first time and then cut for the first time. What was that feeling like for you? I think it was a blur. 
I think I remember, I remember, um, it was for criminal minds and I was, I, I just met Gary Sinise and I was like, Oh my God, like, <laughs> I'm on a show with Gary Sinise. I'm on a show with Gary Sinise, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, of mice and men is like yeah. <laughs> the greatest things ever. And you're like, Hey, huge fan. He's like, great to meet you. You, you start to what you, what, what I started to realize after being on, on, on set for the first time is that everybody is so normal yeah right they go, it's so humanizing you know what i mean it's like yeah. seeing your high school teacher like outside of class you know you're like oh my god you go grocery shopping yeah so it, <laughs> exactly it, once once you once you get once you get that first like you know whirlwind action cut out of the way because it is it was so exciting because it's so it was so loud i remember the director was like okay and action because it was a big set yeah so it felt like the energy was just so heightened and then it just starts to become like you're just like going to work every day. Right. It's such an interesting yeah. ebb and flow emotionally. Get those butterflies out of the way right away. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you need to cuz then you come to realize that that your fellow actor, your director, everybody's there to to help you, you're there to help them. It it becomes like I said, it's just this this infectious camaraderie. Yeah. No, it sounds like it for sure. And, you know, what do you say the most challenging part of being an actor, you know, regardless of whether it's on the set or auditioning or, um, you know, anything, what, what would be the most challenging piece? Auditioning. Yeah. Auditioning sucks. Yeah. <laughs> auditioning sucks. I hate it. Yeah. I've tried to learn. I've learned, I learned to like it. Um, I'm not a huge fan of where we're at with the, uh, the loss of the room. Mm-hmm. You, you know, the, having to do this self tape world. I think there's there's definitely pros like, oh, I get to audition for something that's in New York, and I don't live in New York, and that that can be awesome. Yeah, but I just miss seeing the casting director's face because you're now you're sending this. Not only was auditioning hard, but now you send this shit into the ether. Yeah, you may right. never hear anything, and at least even if you didn't hear anything after an audition in the room with casting, you still were like, well, they laughed when I did that thing, you know, or yeah. or they said good job when I walked out the door now to have that it's yeah not here back <laughs> yeah tough man it's well, tough Cameron what what is your mo- I guess what's your craziest auditions everybody has a crazy audition you know if you've been doing this for a little bit so do you have a crazy audition story yeah I do actually I <laughs> uh uh I mean I've got a couple everybody has those like oh my god yeah they will never see me again uh, but I I try to push I try to push boundaries with the audition and I've learned even with the self tape space that we're in now to kind of play with this medium. I think I've started to stop hating it. Yeah. Start to learn this game and try my best to get good at the game of like using this medium to my advantage. And I auditioned for, um, Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, wow. uh, Like a year ago. I, I obviously I didn't, I didn't get the part. It didn't Mm -hmm. go to me, but I made, (laughs) I made a home video like as Jeffrey Dahmer that I attached to the audition that was <laughs> wow. a nut job, just totally outside the, the, yeah. the realm of what they were asking for. Yeah, but that's awesome. And I, I showed it to a couple of friends and they were like, holy shit. And what? Like they were like, I don't want to see this. And it was like, why'd you send this to me at night? Like I pretended that I was, I ran around in my underwear. Like it was, it was nutty. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was absolutely nutty. And it, I, it was, you know, but it was something I had to do for myself. Yeah. Um, cause, cause these auditions are, are, and I say this to any actor who is 
just starting out like these auditions even though they're the worst part even though they're the work being on sets the paid vacation um you get to play the role for a little bit yeah and when that came across my desk i was like okay give it a shot <laughs> so i would put that in my i i would put that in my in my nuttiest of audition moments i have to say did you hear back from them at all on that yeah my they were like wow <laughs> <laughs> I think I think casting was was like this is super cool, um, and we love that you 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 went this direction and and I think they also get, I think they love the actors that take risks or do something different. You know they don't want you to like go completely off script, but if it's within the world or the tone at which they're looking for, I think they like something that 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 shakes up the the pot because you know they're seeing the same scene read over and over and over and over again. Right, so exactly, well, try to stand out, <laughs> entertaining if nothing else, right? Yeah, and that's that's why I like that. <laughs> so, uh, Cameron, you know, I know you're a writer as well, and and uh, you know, was there something that inspired you? I guess to, to start writing, was there a screenplay out there or a movie that you really loved the writing that kind of inspired you to start uh, doing that yourself? Um, one of, uh, besides I find, uh, Quentin Tarantino's scripts, just insanely fun to read the way he, if anybody hasn't read them, I, one of the things I do is I will, I will, if I, like, if I see a movie that's awesome, cause sometimes it's hard to transfer the page to the screen. So if I see a movie that I'm like, this, this is amazing. 10 out of 10, I'll try to find the script, go back and watch the movie and read the script after I've already seen it once so that I can try to see why someone saw this on the page and knew it was just going to work. Yeah. And there are definite clues to the way people write things that you're like, Oh, this is why this is so successful. And Quentin Tarantino is probably one of the, my favorite directors, but also screenwriters. Like if the movie never got made, the script is awesome. The way he writes his action lines and the prose are so spunky and fun that you are absolutely aware why the tone of this movie is so exciting. Because yeah. when you read it, it's it's so palpable the way he he writes and constructs his sentences. So when I write, I, I try to steal a little bit of of that energy. That I that I found so inviting. I was like, it just makes everything such a page turner. When you when you write, also, do you write with that vision in mind, as if you're the you're the DP and you can see visually as you're writing it? Do you see that see where where it's going to take place, and you try to put yourself there? Yeah, I try. I try my best to to some people. <laughs> some scripts I've read, you'll like. Uh, I've read the Inception screenplay. And that entire sequence, I mean, I think enough time's passed to spoil a movie, but that entire <laughs> sequence where the hallway is rotating. Yeah. It just says they fight in a hallway. Right. That's it. And I've, I, as much as I love that, I'll, I'm like, well, how do they fight in the hallway? Right. So I, <laughs> what does I this hallway to, look like? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I try to be as descriptive as possible. Are you out in LA or are you, you're, you're in LA? Yeah, right? I yeah. am. So mm -hmm. moving out to LA, I mean, that had to have been a, a big move and, you know, from uh, coming from the East coast to the West coast. So uh, on our last, uh, um, on our last episode, we talked about, you know, uh, you know, one of the things is making sure that you, you know, you're comfortable in your living situation and where you live. And cause it could be a, a different, you know, 
um, just an environment, you know, that, that has a lot to do with, you know, your happiness outside of acting and so forth. Yeah. So when you moved out to LA, was that a, like a culture shock for you? Or was that something that you were able to kind of, um, you know, kind of ease into that a little bit? And, and how has that experience been out, out in the West coast for you? Uh, culture shock for sure. Um, just the pace is a little bit different that I'm used to, you know, the city I'm used to traveling to for vacation. Also, my mom lives in Queens. So yeah, New York is what I was like conditioned to be used to, but moving there was hard, man. It yeah. was hard. I was poor, dude. I was. So a true, true, uh, struggling actor. Right? Yeah. I, I, I had the, yeah, I, I think I lost, I think I lost like 14 pounds. Wow. When I moved there. Cause I was like, you get to a point where you're like, I got to pay rent, but I also have to eat and I have to pick one. Right. <laughs> yeah. And one like, or the other. It, it's it's and my guy you know i got support from my family i was never gonna die right i was never course. worried about that but but you know everybody can everybody can only do so much and it's an expensive city when you're not used to paying what you pay because you know going to new york yeah but i grew up in delaware where I mean, we don't have tax right <laughs> exactly yeah exactly i would walk into a store and be like oh you know how much is this actually like right. <laughs> yeah. this is just so different yeah, and, exactly. and uh you got and the traffic man yeah i kept i kept getting in trouble because i i kept i couldn't i i kept being like do i have to leave like three and a half hours before i need to be literally anywhere yeah. because <laughs> yeah exactly i kept misjudging yeah. how long it took to get everywhere and yeah. that 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 threw me for a loop but once i found like some solid people and i was lucky i moved out um from college my roommate for pretty much my whole life out here um we were friends in college and he moved out to be a writer in 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 comedy and he's uh uh shout out to norman um and he's he's killing it and he's doing great but we did it together i mean i felt had i done that alone i don't yeah. know how hard that would have been so yeah that's a, you were able to support each other and that you know oh yeah you know and I was emotionally <laughs> anyway yeah what is your i guess what's the most rewarding part of being an actor what's the thing that you just lay back at night and say wow this is so cool i mean what is that one thing that's uh the most rewarding piece the most rewarding piece um i think i think not to get too existential but the 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 idea of playing other people the empathy that it takes to find yourself in a character because i think you immediately get off on the wrong foot as a as a a bad acting trope is when you judge a character you see a character on the page you know i love what val kilmer said val kilmer when he did top gun read Iceman, and was like there wasn't a, there wasn't a, a lot on the page he's like i gotta come up with something and he's like instead of just you know, a bad acting moment is judging the character that Iceman's a dick. You know, right. he's not yeah. nice. He's he's arrogant. Sure. But what Val Kilmer did that wasn't on the page at all, but he gave himself is that, well, what if he had a horrible relationship with his dad and he spent his entire life trying to please him and never did? Yeah. And you get the same edge. Right. You get that same sharpness. But now that makes me feel bad. And I think that or wonder what that would be like. So I think my favorite part is actually kind of trying on the clothes of someone else and seeing how they fit, seeing how it feels, seeing what life might be like. It kind of is a little eye-opening, and especially when you're playing someone vastly different or with a belief system that you don't have. Yeah. And it's I think 
it just makes you a lot more empathetic to people's situations. And I really do love, love the, the, I think what that does for me mentally, I think it's pretty therapeutic. Yeah, I was just going to say that because several actors have, have said the same thing that you just said, and and I think as a human being, it it can't do anything but but help you kind of see the you know the good in other people, even if it's hard yeah. to right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, it's 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 just it's just it's such an awesome way to express yourself because I I feel like all of us. I feel like all of us can do it. You know, yeah. some people are like, oh, I'm not that creative. I'm like, yes, you are. Like exactly. you just, you've been conditioned to think one way you've been told boys don't cry, you know, right. or something of that nature that, that when you get outside yourself, I think it helps you discover a lot of your, your other parts of yourself that you have also shut off. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of self-exploration that goes in, in, um, that goes into this business that I think, yeah. You know, it's work that we should all be doing anyway. Well, you know, and I was, I was, uh, on one of my other shows, I was talking about the fact that you can be creative being a, you know, uh, a cook or a chef or, you know, a baker or, you know, maybe a, somebody who likes to draw or somebody who, you know, paints vehicles. It doesn't matter what you oh, do. Yeah. If you, if you can create, you know, create, creating anything is, I think, therapeutic. And I think, you know, we were talking also about, you know, just like you said, being nice to people. And, oh, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. Be nice to everyone. Also, f- first off, be nice to everyone just because you should, but right. also, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have no clue who's, 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 who's coming back and who, for what reason. I know a lot of people, you know, my biggest kind of experience with that is in the world of Ryan Murphy. I've been blessed to work with him more than one time. He is insanely loyal. Yeah he wants to work with great people mm-hmm. who want to be there so that person on whatever show you were on if you know you're lucky enough to come back you see a lot of the same people so that person that was a writer well now they're a director that now they're an ep now they're a producer yeah now they're in charge of literally everything so right, right you know i try to go in and smile as much as humanly possible i mean we're not going to the dentist right. you know like <laughs> exactly it's supposed to be fun even <laughs> if we're doing emotional stuff it's still supposed yeah. to be fun so yeah. i try to go in with as much high spirited energy as i can because you know also you just want to be with if you're going to be with these people for 17 hours a day right <laughs> yeah to your point where you said it's, is it you know there's a lot of glamour it's like yeah but you know there's a lot of force calls and you got to be here way earlier than you want to be or you got to sit i just did a a, a prosthetic piece where i had to be on set at four in the morning sat in the makeup chair for four and a half hours to then shoot a 12-hour day wow and stay in that character the whole Staying time in the makeup yeah the whole thing like so you're like wow and then i had to travel an hour each way to work so wow. what is that yeah that's an 18 hour day long day but you, yeah. you, you, but it, you know but we're still joking and shooting this shit with all the vfx artists and it's yeah right it's the crazy life we all lead you yeah know? yeah uh what, what do you want your legacy to be cameron uh you know what, when it's all said and done what do you want people to walk away with when they think of your name i want to be a, i want to be on on people's work list i want to be on talented people's work lists i read an interesting article that brad pitt it was about bullet train and brad pitt was like i have a yes and no list on people i work with yeah. like i'll work with them again or i won't I want to be on everyone I respect's work again list. Yes, I would absolutely work with that person again. Yes, I would tell you to work with that person again. That I think is 
you know, the respect of your peers, that would mean more to me than anything. Yeah. And I think it's important for people that are listening that want to be actors or anything else in the entertainment industry that you should always be on the person's work list. And, and, uh, Absolutely. you know, yeah, that's, that's the yeah, whole goal, right? Especially when you're fans of people, because if you get to a place where you're successful, you have a, a responsibility, in my opinion, to, to be that person for someone else, because you probably came across people that were like that for you. And sometimes it can be devastating when you meet a hero and they're not like that. Um, but when they are like that, yeah. it's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Yeah. That's very well said. Uh, you know, I know uh, before we leave here, I want to uh, talk about again, American horror stories that's, that just came out. And I know yours is coming up September 1st. So September we all have to 1st, be man. Yeah, excited I'm about that. Excited. Yeah. And then uh, Southern Gothic, another thing that just wrapped. Can we talk about that at all? Or is that kind of hush? Oh hush yeah. At this point? I, I, uh, I just watched the final cut. Actually, I got it like literally yesterday before we were doing this. Uh, uh, we were scheduled to meet here um, yeah. and I got to watch it. It was awesome and they're going to try to go do some film festivals hopefully and it'll come out next year but it was it was a pleasure working with with lily simmons and 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 tom bauer and kim coates and tom shulman and rick wallace who are all you know these hollywood heavy hitters i was like what am i doing here <laughs> <laughs> well you belong there for sure you do great work oh, thanks man i appreciate it yeah and we just uh you know thank you for being on the show with us tonight i know uh uh, you have a lot of great stuff coming up, and we, you know, love the stuff that you've already done. Uh, Thank you. For and you have a long, it. long career ahead of you, Cameron. We just, like I said, we're excited to see where it goes. Thank you so much, Dave, for having me, and I love being on the show. Love what you're doing. Your message is absolutely needed for the 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 young independents out there. And good luck, man. And hopefully, I can come back on soon. Well, you're always welcome on this show. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon.